Our guest today is former Chief of Staff to Secretary of Defense under President Trump, Cash Patel, on the special edition of the Doc Washburn Show. Welcome to the Voice of the Resistance with Doc Washburn. We're the show that pushes back against Uniparty and Deep State and lets you in on the news that traditional talk radio is all too often afraid to talk about. This is episode 364 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show for Tuesday, March 28th, 2023. Just so you understand where I'm coming from, I was fired by one of the biggest radio companies in America, Cumulus Media, simply because I refused their vaccine mandate. More evidence comes out all the time. A lot of people are having serious negative reactions to the vaccines. Also, I will never call Joe Biden president because it's obvious the last U.S. presidential election was stolen. I will never pretend a man can become a woman, and I'll never forget about the January 6th political prisoners most Republican politicians refuse to even mention. And August 8th, 2022, the day the Biden regime's secret police conducted an unprecedented and unconstitutional raid on the home of a former president of the United States is a day that shall live in infamy. So this really different kind of talk show, we're unmasked, uncensored, and unfiltered. If you'd like to support what we do, Go to our website, docwashburn.com, and click on the button that says Become a Patron. Also, please remember to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss an episode. And make sure you check out our new conservative sports podcast, Red Pill Sports, with my friend Donnie Copeland. It drops Tuesday evenings at 11 p.m. Central. Now, our guest today is Cash Patel, and his bio over at Truth Social says it, Short and sweet. Pounding the fake news media one lawsuit at a time. Former chief of staff for DOD. Deputy assistant to President Trump. The Russiagate guy. And best-selling author. Now, I will add to that that his new book is entitled Government Gangsters, The Deep State, The Truth, and the Battle for Our Democracy. And he's also on Epic TV on Friday nights. Mr. Patel uh, deserves the thanks of a grateful nation. It's a great honor to welcome Cash Patel to the Doc Washburn Show. How are you, sir? Hey, Doc. It's great to be with you. Thank you. Very humbling introduction, and uh, I, I love listening to your show. you got a great audience, and uh, I'm glad to be back. Well, I appreciate your kind words. Right off the top, there are troubling allegations of widespread election fraud in the recent elections in Arizona enough to deny electoral victory uh-huh. to the GOP candidates for governor, attorney general, U.S. Senate. In light of that, I want to start with a question I recently asked General Michael Flynn. If they don't fix what allowed the Democrats to steal the last presidential election from Donald Trump in swing states like Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, probably Nevada, will it be possible to elect a Republican president in 2024? Yeah, the short answer is yes. And you heard President Trump over the last you know month or two talking about things that aren't traditionally Republican, but things that are necessary to win. And as the country learned, elections are not governed by the federal government, nor should they ever be. They're governed by the state legislatures, the state governors, the state secretaries of state. And those in the uh, Democratic strongholds that have captured those legislatures and leadership roles have determined the rules of voting. And we don't like mail-in ballot harvesting, but that's the rule in most of these districts and states like Arizona and Nevada and elsewhere. And so we have to go big on that game if we're going to win. And that's the key. Once we win, then we can change it. But we have to play the rule, the game that, that has the rules of the road as it's dictated currently. 
And I think Donald Trump's going big on that. And between that and the actual message, because there isn't a single issue the Biden administration can put out and say, look what we did right, or look what we did good for the American people or the world for that matter. So between those two things, I'm very confident that um, we can secure a victory in 24. Well, uh, I certainly hope you're right. From your lips to God's ears. Okay, yesterday... Fox News Channel briefly interrupted their wall-to-wall coverage of the developing story of the horrific school shooting in Nashville to go to, to, go to Joe Biden's remarks regarding the shooting. Instead, we were treated to him joking about how much he loves chocolate chip ice cream. Kind of reminded me of Barack Obama's comments following the Fort Hood shooting in 09. He joked around for a few minutes before even mentioning the mass murder. What are your thoughts when you see this kind of thing going on from a guy who's supposed to be the commander-in-chief? Well, first of all, it's just a, it's an act of domestic terrorism. And the former federal prosecutor, when someone goes in to a religious school and murders children because that school is a faith-based institution, that is an act of domestic terrorism. And for the commander-in-chief not to stop everything he's doing and immediately address a nation who is focused on this tragedy is a failure of leadership of epic proportions. And, you know, of course, he probably didn't even know what to say, but the fake news mafia doesn't want to cover the fact that the reporter, excuse me, the shooter was a transgender person. They always say if it's a man or a woman or a Trump-loving, you know, bigot or the like, but they'll never report it if it doesn't fit their political narrative. And we have to defeat that. This tragedy, unfortunately, reminds us how divided the media in this country is based on political orientation, rather than uniting um, around this tragedy to say we can never let this happen to children in any school, ever. And um, this just is an example of the politicization of the, of the media and the law enforcement communities. And thankfully, we had brave cops in Nashville act appropriately and swiftly to put that shooter down. Amen. On a recent episode of my show, I said, Dr. Fauci is like Mohammed Atta on 9-11. Shut up, obey me, you'll be fine. Do you think there will ever be a way to hold people like Fauci, Burks, and the big pharma executives who lied to us and did so much damage to so many people legally accountable for what they did? Legally, it's going to have to wait until either one of two things, 2024 when President Trump wins and installs a DOJ that's free of government gangsters like corrupt officials like Ray and Garland. Yeah. or here's another novel idea, and I talked about it with uh, Charlie Kirk the other day. Why don't our state attorney generals in Republican-led states, like in the Midwest or the rest of America, go after and prosecute Fauci for lying and harming their citizenry? That's the job of those attorney generals who are in power in those places, and they don't want to investigate or prosecute him. They are as much on the hook for the failure of accountability and can't shift blame just to say, oh, DOJ won't do it. No, you have police powers. Your citizenry was impacted. Your citizens were killed or died as a result of the lies promulgated by Fauci and company. So hopefully someone picks up the mantle there. And if they don't, then the only accountability we're going to get is the kind that can come from Congress. And that's going to be a tough lift. We only have the House. We only have so much bandwidth. And I don't know if people are going to go after Fauci for lying. And even when he comes before Congress under oath and has proven to lie again under oath, which is a felony, which the Democrats showed us how to monopolize, this DOJ won't prosecute him. So 
there has to be a, a multi-pronged effort at the state level and in the House, and those documents have to come out to the American people, and that's how you build a movement. And I know it's not a quick answer, but that's how you got to do it. Well, in real life, there are a lot of times are not quick answers. It's a unique opportunity to speak with an actual conservative, Cash Patel, who has a lot of experience in the intel community. So I want to ask you about this. A couple of months ago, popular Fox mm-hmm. News Channel host Tucker Carlson claimed he had spoken with someone who has direct knowledge of what is in the JFK assassination documents that have not yet been released, and that person confirmed, shockingly, the CIA was involved in the assassination of President Kennedy. Tucker also claimed the deep state removed President Nixon to cover it up because Nixon told then-CIA Director Richard Helms in June 1972, I know who shot John. Do you have any thoughts about this, this topic? So having worked on this matter directly while I was in the administration, I'm, I'm, I'm limited under the rule of law for classified documents from discussing it extensively. I will say this. Under the President Trump's administration, his White House released an extensive trove of JFK documents. That remaining, you know, I don't think, I don't know that any of your viewers will believe me, but I disagree with Tucker on that one. What, what, what is remaining is uh, not sort of cloak and dagger conspiracy tales. It's rather pretty boring stuff that doesn't add any information um, to the questions being asked. So I'll have to leave it at that because otherwise I'll have the FBI at my door yet again. Yeah, well, we don't want that. Uh, We don't want that. The IRS was at um, Matt Taibbi's (laughs) door while he was testifying in Congress, uh, the uh, weaponization of uh, government uh, subcommittee. Um, ATF agents showed up at a... uh, uh, mm-hmm. A gun store in uh, Georgia, like uh, a week before DeSantis is going to be there. So, yeah, we, 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 we don't want to do that. So we'll just leave that there. Um, okay, we talk about, and I hope I'm not going to get you in trouble with this one. We talk about the Hunter Biden laptop, the report on it from Garrett Ziegler, <laughs> uh, the great Marco Polo, yeah. detailing evidence of hundreds of crimes that should put some p- people in prison for a long time. Yeah. I'd like for you to address that, but also I want to bring in the Anthony Weiner laptop. There have been allegations that the Anthony uh-huh. Weiner laptop contained content related to Hillary Clinton and Huma Abedin that was so extreme that it brought New York City police detectives to tears. Will we ever find out what's in that laptop? Well, here's the thing about laptops, um, and I'm not the subject matter expert on either, but I have covered it extensively as the media has, and... Here's the thing about uh, coming from a standpoint of a former national security prosecutor and public defender. A laptop is like having the videotape to the bank robbery without the guy wearing a ski mask and pointing a gun at the victims. All you have to do is take the laptop's content and put it out. Yeah. Now, we've seen a lot of what's on Hunter Biden's laptop, right? Yeah. And thankfully so because of gr- brave people who've been willing to put their lives on the line and careers to get it out there. So, yes, as a former federal prosecutor, there's a myriad of financial fraud crimes on there, not to mention the sickening photos um, that could involve minors and sexually explicit conduct um, that would have been investigated had Hunter's name been Don Jr. or Eric. But the two-tier system of justice seems to be dictating here. And with Anthony Weiner's laptop, it's the same thing. Just put it out. We know that the FBI and the police... Or, or at least the FBI has the contents of the laptop, and Congress needs to subpoena every single piece of information on that laptop and put it out. The January 6th committee taught us one thing, the power of a congressional subpoena. 
I had to fight like hell when I was the chief investigator for Russiagate to put out our subpoenas. And what do we figure out? Money doesn't lie. Follow the evidence and the digital trail. And that's what's on these laptops. And some of these members of Congress who have these powerful positions hopefully will start subpoenaing this documentation and putting it out there. And who's going to reject that congressional subpoena now that the world knows how powerful it is? The FBI? Well, if they do that, let's haul in Christopher Ray and Merrick Garland and demand answers under oath and then take their money because their money is our money. Our taxpayer dollars fund their corrupt bureaucracies, and it should not be allowed to go on unchecked. Amen. Talking to Cash Patel. New York Post recently reported you filed a $23 million defamation action against Politico. Can you please tell my listeners what that's about? Yeah, the quick genesis on that is actually it's two and a half years running. So when we left, you know, they came after us because we were right about Russiagate, Devin and I, and they started slandering us and defaming us in the media. Long story short, we started filing lawsuits. I did too, and Devin did separately. I filed against Politico, CNN, and the New York Times, but here's what I learned. That's why I started the fight with cash, a legal trust. Everybody's been defamed, but people don't have the wherewithal. So what we did, we, and just last week or the week before, we secured a two-and-a-half-year-long victory against Politico. They now have to divulge the sourcing information that Natasha Bertrand used to lie about me to the world. And I get to depose Vinman, Fiona Hill, Charmella, Schiff, Swalwell, and the source and Natasha Bertrand. And here's the kicker. I'm putting everything out in discovery to the American public. I don't care about the money. It's about correcting the media where it hurts them the most through their corrupt ways uh, partnering with the deep state to falsely portray an impeachment fiasco and so many other hoaxes like Russiagate. And I'm calling them all out by name, as I do in my new book, Government Gangsters, which hopefully will hit the market soon. But this DOD and this government doesn't want you to see that manuscript just yet. They've been sitting on it for four months. Wow, wow, wow. Well, Godspeed on that. Okay, let me ask you, did the United States government sponsor a coup in which we helped topple the prime minister of Ukraine in 2014? No, that one I'm not tracking. I, I think that was a little before my uh, involvement in high-level national security. No, that, 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 that's okay. That, not, not a problem. But th- there's a lot of real concern about what's going on with Ukraine and Russia and money laundering and Hunter Biden and, and other relatives of very oh, important yeah. folks. There's also video of Lindsey Graham and John McCain before the 2016 election in Ukraine saying, hey, hey, don't worry, we're going to take care of you guys, etc., etc." I just think there's a much bigger picture going on over there. Uh, you got Victoria Nuland admitting to Marco Rubio that there are sensitive uh, biological warfare uh, labs in, in eastern Ukraine. I just think the picture is a lot bigger than, as you say, the mainstream media wants us to think. You're absolutely right. I mean, these matters are critical to American national security. And remember, Victoria Nuland is one of the architects of the Russiagate hoax while she was at the State Department um, and helped launder that information, the false information, through the State Department and to the FBI to unlawfully surveil President Trump. This is the person that is finally admitting something truthfully under the record to Rubio. And here's the thing about the Ukraine. Tragically, their infrastructure financially is like Afghanistan. So when we send this $110 billion over there, we don't have any way of tracing it. Did the bad guys get it? Did it go for good? Is it in Zelensky's pocket? Where is it? And tragically, it's going to be shown over the next couple of years that the money was laundered. It was used for corrupt criminal activity to actually hurt Americans. 
like so much of our money in Afghanistan. But this Congress um, and this administration doesn't want to tackle it. They just want the headline to say, look how much we're doing for the people of Ukraine. Well, how about you take $10 billion of those dollars and put it on our southern border so you can help the children of America not OD on Chinese fentanyl? Amen. What is wrong with protecting our kids first and then helping our allies uh, around the world? Amen. I know you got to run. Let me squeeze in one more question here. There are reports that New York DA Alvin Bragg has hidden exculpatory Absolutely. evidence from President Trump's legal team. Now, some legal analysts are trying to uh, uh, split hairs uh-huh. and say the DA only has to make exculpatory evidence available if and when there's an actual indictment. <laughs> I'll let you address that. But it's pretty obvious Federal prosecutors have withheld exculpatory evidence from January 6th defendants uh, with the help of some left-leaning judges. Is it possible to hold them accountable? Yeah, look, this seems to be the playbook for for the weaponized uh, law enforcement communities at now the federal and state levels. They withheld those same crooks at DOJ that are now in charge, withheld exculpatory evidence from a FISA court to unlawfully surveil Donald Trump. Yeah. They copied that playbook and inserted it into the January 6th defendants while withholding what seems to be exculpatory evidence there. And now it's at the state level with Alvin Bragg, and we've, you've covered this extensively, the, the, the damning information that Costello put out there yeah. that just blows up the false narrative that Michael Cohen was putting out there about this whole case. Now listen, in the weeds, having been before grand juries and stuff, do you have an obligation to disclose it? I believe as a prosecutor you do. The grand jury is entitled to all information pointing to guilt and innocence. And the only thing that can be done is that they not return a bill and not charge Donald Trump, but that they actually then later go on to move, remove Alvin Bragg and disbar him from New York. Because this DOJ is not going to look into him for prosecutorial misconduct. But the State Bar Association is all we have left. But tragically, those are also run by the same people that want politically based law enforcement in this community when it suits them. We have to destroy, as Donald Trump focused on in his rally in Waco, Texas, one of the biggest problems, if not the single biggest problem, is our two-tier system of justice. We've now identified it and put it on blast for even Democrats to see, and we must capitalize on that momentum and show the world how we can restore the law enforcement community at the federal and state levels to serve our communities and not the people that are running them like Chris Ray and Alvin Bragg. Amen. Amen. Cash Patel, the website is fightwithcash.com. That's cash with a K. Uh, brother, we appreciate you coming on the program. As we say here in the South, y'all come see us. <laughs> I'll definitely be back, and I appreciate you letting me talk about government gangsters. And check out the Blockbuster song, uh, Justice for All, by Donald Trump and the Jan 6 Prison Choir. We're raising awareness and funds through that song for, for, for Jan 6 families. So it's, all that information is on fightwithcash.com. Check it out. Amen, brother. God bless you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Hope to speak with you soon. Have a great day. Wow. I found out we had 15 minutes. And I'm like, oh, man, I got a lot of questions here. We're just going to try to jam them all in as quickly as we can. And indeed, indeed we did. Indeed we did. Um, my thoughts about what we talked about and what is going on in our country and in our world and the shooting in Nashville yesterday coming up in just a moment. If you try to buy a car recently, you realize you may have a hard time finding what you're looking for. People I know have actually bought vehicles from hundreds of miles away from where they live. That's where Red River Auto comes in. Red River Auto is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA that believes in freedom. 
including your freedom to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV the way you want to. You can buy online and they'll drive it to you no matter where you are. Red River Auto wants to make your car buying experience as easy and transparent as possible. Red River Auto Group has perfected the online buying process. Just go to redriverauto.com, pick from hundreds of new and used vehicles. You can purchase your vehicle online. If you have any questions, one of Red River's trained experts will help you through the whole process. Red River Auto makes car buying online easy. Your whole car buying process is completely transparent. If you want to buy a car, truck, van, or SUV, order online from the nationwide car dealer that believes in freedom. The dealer that will deliver your vehicle to your front door, no matter where you live in the continental U.S., RedRiverAuto.com. You will be glad you did. I want to tell you about the best-kept secret in American healthcare. Are you having problems with sinuses and allergies? Are you experiencing dizziness, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, fibromyalgia, eczema, psoriasis, even migraines? The Arkansas Upper Cervical Center might be able to help you even if you don't live in Arkansas. Let me tell you how. Your skull weighs anywhere from 8 to 15 pounds. It rests on the top bone of your spinal column, the atlas, which only weighs 2 ounces. So it's really easy for your atlas to get out of alignment. If it does, your whole spinal column can get kinked up like a chain. When that happens, your central nervous system isn't able to communicate with the rest of your body as it's designed to do. Now, I had severe hay fever for 5 or 6 weeks every spring all my life had bad migraines year-round. When I got my atlas adjusted, the hay fever went away, the migraines went away, and they've never come back. Again, if you're suffering from sinus conditions, allergies, vertigo, problems with your blood sugar, fibromyalgia, eczema, psoriasis, even migraines, do yourself a favor. Call my friends at the Arkansas Upper Cervical Center, 501-279-2009, for a free consultation. They've helped me, my wife, and so many people we know. Please call them to see if they can help you. That number again for your free consultation, 501-279-2009. If you're outside Central Arkansas, just go to their website, turnmypoweron.com, click on the tab that says Find a Doctor Near You, and I sure hope you can. As you probably heard by now, our friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everybody get the best sleep of your life. And he's done it again, introducing MyPillow 2.0. MyPillow 2.0 has a brand new temperature-regulating technology that keeps you comfortable throughout the night. MyPillow 2.0's new fabric dissipates heat and humidity to create a cooling sensation to maintain a cooler surface temperature. The new fabric technology helps regulate your body temperature through the night by creating a lower surface temperature for a more restful night's sleep. You know, your core body temperature plays a big role in how well you sleep. MyPillow 2.0 was developed to provide a cool surface. It's engineered for comfort. MyPillow 2.0 is available in four loft levels, machine washable and dryable. And there's a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. As a special introductory offer for my listeners, when you buy your new MyPillow 2.0, you get a second one free just by using promo code DWS. Mike also created the best bed sheets ever. The Giza Dreams Sheets look great and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. My wife and I just love sleeping on our Giza Dreams Sheets. Now, Mike is offering the best deal 
on his Giza Dream sheets. Buy a set of Giza sheets, get one free. The first night you sleep on these sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else again. Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. Buy a set of Giza sheets and get one free just by using promo code DWS. My pillow also has blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles, like plush, waffle, or gossamer. Get huge discounts on blankets, duvets, quilts, down comforters, and so much more. Use that promo code DWS, and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding, including MyPillow 2.0 and Giza Dream sheets. Buy one, get one free. Now, I'm wearing my new My Slippers moccasins. I had no idea slippers could feel this good. Right now, save on My Slippers, slip-ons and moccasins, close-out sale priced at just $25 by using promo code DWS. Not only that, Mike is having the biggest closeout sale ever on his sandals for just $19.98. What makes my slippers different is Mike's exclusive four-layer design that you're not going to find in any other slippers. My slippers patented layers make them ultra comfortable, extremely durable, and they help reduce stress on your feet. Wear them anytime, anywhere. Just use promo code DWS. And remember, that does not stand for washed-up Democrat politician Debbie Wasserman Schultz. No, no. DWS stands for Doc Washburn Show, MyPillow.com, and MyStore.com, where Mike sells all kinds of stuff. Quantities are extremely limited at these amazing prices, so please order now. Just use promo code DWS. Well, i got to say, I was kind of shocked at Cash Patel's answer about the JFK assassination papers that have not been released yet. Now, he said he couldn't get into specifics, but he disagreed with Tucker that they show direct involvement by the CIA in the assassination of President Kennedy. So that was kind of a shock. Also, I'm glad that he said that the attack on the Covenant Christian School in Nashville yesterday was an act of domestic terrorism because nobody seems to be talking about that. And there's a lot of confusion about the murderer. But what there's not confusion about is there has been a lot of stuff online, a lot of stuff on social media from these transgender enthusiasts talking about how if people disagree with them, then they're threatening their lives. If people disagree with them, then we are guilty of genocide. And this would not be the first time someone who identifies as transgender has been involved in 
a mass murder, just so you know. But ordinarily, when this sort of thing happens, it's hushed up. It's swept under the rug. But police did confirm that the uh, Nashville school shooter had a detailed manifesto and a map of the Christian school and had even considered hitting a different school but didn't because he or she, as the case may be, I I don't know. I don't know whether the person was actually a male or female. If I did, I'm going to go with the actual DNA, you know? Anyway, we don't know a lot about why the person did what he or she did. But what we do know, what we do know is that it is horrific. And we do know that there are people in the mainstream media who are seeking to provide cover somehow for what happened. By the way, um, the Nashville Metropolitan Police Department has already released the body cam video of a couple of officers that took out the shooter, and it is uh, its very gripping. It's very compelling. God bless these folks. They... Uh, they didn't act like the cops in Uvalde, Texas. Let me put it to you that way. Cops in Uvalde, Texas said, well, you know, one of us could have been hurt if we'd rushed the classroom, so we just let the uh, the shooter keep on murdering kids because we didn't want to get hurt. These guys in Nashville are like, no, no, this is what we get paid to do. This is what we get paid to do to run to the sound of gunfire and save the lives of innocent people. That's what we get paid to do. There seemed to be some confusion about that in Uvalde, Texas last year. There was no confusion about that in Nashville, Tennessee yesterday. So, the great Jack Posobiec over at Human Events points out, a contributor to the Washington Post just thanked someone who posted that the Christian school in Nashville that was shot up yesterday was a religious indoctrination center. Do you know that? Let me share that with you. Cat Amarco said on Twitter, I don't condone Audrey Hale's actions, though I understand their outrage against an intolerant state that brainwashes children through religious indoctrination. The reality is this human still identified as that child attending that school and carried that pain into adulthood. As if going to a Christian school and learning the truth about the gospel is somehow painful indoctrination. Mike Wise, who writes for the Washington Post, responded, this is as deep and real as it gets. Thank you. Have I mentioned before that the mainstream media keeps on reminding us that they are our enemy? Keeps on reminding us that they want to make sure that we don't forget that they are our enemy? I mean, I don't know how it gets any more blatant than something like that. 
and we grieve with the families of Nashville. Three small children, around nine years old each, one of whom was the daughter of the pastor of that church, and the headmaster of the school, and another teacher, and custodian, all in the early 60s, gunned down by this monster yesterday. This monster. And that's what he or she was. I wish I knew for sure. See, you're never going to hear me say, oh, well, Bruce Jenner says he's Caitlyn now, so we'll we'll say it's a she. We'll say it's a her. I'm never going to do that. But uh, I wish I knew for sure whether it's a guy saying he's a girl or a girl saying she's a guy. That's all. Now, speaking of the media and how they're dealing with what happened yesterday in Nashville, Tennessee, Jorge Bonilla, who works for the Media Resource Center and Newsbusters as director of MRC Latino, says it begins ABC's Terry Moran ties the Nashville school shooting to Tennessee's recently passed legislation banning the hormonization and mutilation of minors, even though the shooter was 28 years old. All right. Here is propagandist Terry Moran for ABC News. Hi, that is Police Chief John Drake of Nashville, who is briefing reporters on the deadly grade school shooting in Nashville at the Covenant School there this morning. Uh, The police confirming uh, six dead, three children, one eight years old, two nine years old, and uh, three adults, including Catherine Kuntz, who is the head of the Covenant School. Uh, The police chief uh, also said uh, that the shooter has been identified as 28-year-old female Audrey Hale said she's a former student of the school and confirmed that Audrey Hale was a identified herself as a transgender person. Uh, it, state of Tennessee earlier this month passed and the governor signed a bill that banned transgender medical care for minors, as well as uh, a law that prohibited adult entertainment, including male and female impersonators after a series of drag show controversies in that state. You see what he just did there? The same mainstream media, which calls abortion, the murder of babies, health care, calls the mutilation of minors, transgender health care. Now, I don't know if you've heard, but there is a, a demonstration Planned in Washington, D.C. soon called Transgender Vengeance March. And there's a lot of stuff online, a lot of violent imagery online. One of the guys I follow on Twitter, Oilfield Rando, responded to Jorge Bonilla putting up the ABC News special report with Terry Moran by saying, the dark place we are about to enter, which should shake you out of any illusions that there's any happy ending to where we are, 
is that you're going to see some people on the left implying that this violence was justified self-defense. You may not realize it. You may not want to admit it. You may want to avoid thinking about what that means. But a point of no return is being blown by today. Well, now think about it. If you're willing to accept the premise that speech is violence, you're off and running. The point is no return. Did you hear about the uh, the staffer for U.S. Senator Dr. Rand Paul who was violently attacked over the weekend? Virginia's For Safe Communities did the research, did the deep dive on this. Suspect Glenn P. Neal, G-L-Y-N-N, who stabbed U.S. Senate staffer on Washington, D.C.'s H Street in an unprovoked attack Saturday, March 25th, had been released from federal prison the day before after having served 12 years for violent crimes, including kidnapping and pimping. And there's just a slew of charges against this guy. You know, it's almost, it's almost like maybe violent criminals should uh, be in prison longer. Yeah, Republican Senator Rand Paul's staff member was stabbed in the head and torso in broad daylight. Here's Rand Paul's statement. This past weekend, a member of my staff was brutally attacked in broad daylight in Washington, D.C. I ask you to join Kelly and me, his wife, Kelly. I ask you to join Kelly and me in praying for a speedy and complete recovery and thanking the first responders, hospital staff, and police for their diligent actions. We are relieved to hear the suspect has been arrested. At this time, we would ask for privacy so everyone could focus on healing and recovery. Now, okay. Okay. But see, what the liberals out there on the Internet, on social media are saying is the problem is guns, gun violence. And we show them stuff like this, they don't want to talk about it because there are plenty of people murdered in this country with something other than guns. Here's the uh, police statement. Detectives from the Metropolitan Police Department's 1st District announced an arrest has been made in reference to an assault with intent to kill knife offense that occurred on Saturday, March 25th, 2023 in the 1300 block of H Street Northeast. At approximately 5.17 p.m., members of the 1st District were dispatched to the listed location for the report of a stabbing. Upon arrival, members located an adult male stabbing victim. The victim was transported to a local hospital for treatment of life-threatening injuries. On Saturday, March 25, 2023, as a result of the detective's investigation, 42-year-old Glenn Neal of Southeast D.C., was arrested and charged with assault with intent to kill knife. So, charging documents show victim was attacked at random after leaving Seoul Mexican Grill. Suspect told police voices in his head told him to do it. Now, 
one of the things that um, I think about sometimes in cases like this, one of the things I wonder about sometimes in, in cases like this, we have capital punishment for murder. Why not capital punishment for attempted murder? Because clearly, the voices in the guy's head wanted to murder this uh, gentleman who worked for Senator Paul. And uh, he failed in his mission. You start stabbing somebody in the, uh, the torso and the head, you're trying to murder him. Well, isn't that a hate crime? You're looking at intent, right? So I wonder if anybody's ever thought about passing a law allowing for the possibility of capital punishment for attempted murder. Now, you know how whenever there is a Muslim jihad attack in the U.S., like September 11th, 2001, or a few years ago when the husband and wife jihad team slaughtered co-workers in San Bernardino, California, immediately Muslim organizations in the mainstream media talk about their concern about backlash against Muslims, the backlash which never comes. So Muslim jihadist murders people, or in the case of 9-11, 19 Muslim jihadists murder people, and all of a sudden the Muslims are the victims. Would you be surprised? Would it shock you if I said they're doing the same thing with these transgender mental cases? Well, don't be surprised. Here from KPRC, Channel 2 News, in Houston, Texas, of all places, nowhere near Nashville, is the concern about the expected backlash against our transgender friends and neighbors because a transgender murdered six people, three of them little kids, at a Christian school in Nashville. This is insane. Hale, who police say identifies as transgender. That news has already prompted some attacks against the trans community. KPRC 2's Bryce Newberry picks up our coverage from here. Demonstrators at the Texas State Capitol Monday fighting against anti-trans bills being considered by state lawmakers as news broke that the Nashville school shooter identifies as transgender. It doesn't excuse anything that happened. I am concerned about how um, opposition and people who are uh, anti-trans will try to spin this. Concern about tweets like this from GOP Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene writing... How much hormones like testosterone and medications for mental illness was the transgender Nashville school shooter taking? Everyone can stop blaming guns now. The comparison of they did it because they're trans is very unfair to trans people. Andrea Segovia from the Transgender Education Network of Texas joined Monday's battle at the Capitol. Fighting House Bill 1686, which would block doctors from providing gender transition health care treatment to children. Now with another reason for the Texas trans community to be in the spotlight and at least two months remaining of the legislative session, advocates worry the attacks aren't over. You can't say that because one person did something that's a characteristic or reason um, to be cruel to trans people. 
And tonight, while facts about the Nashville shooting are still surfacing, the human rights campaign says trans people are much more likely to be victims of violence rather than perpetrators. Writing in a statement, regardless of the reason for this shooting, the use of violence is reprehensible. And we renew our call for common sense gun safety legislation. In the newsroom, I'm Bryce Newberry, KPRC. You know, it's almost like the mainstream media here has an axe to grind against the Second Amendment. And this guy just uh, quoted the person from the human rights campaign saying transgender people are more likely to be the victims of violence. Well, not yesterday in a Nashville Christian school, that's for sure. But I just played for you a news account which went for almost two minutes. And the news anchor for KPRC Channel 2 in Houston at the start of it lied. Let me let me let me just play you the start of it again. Check this out. Hale, who police say identifies as transgender, that news has already prompted some attacks against the trans community. No, it hasn't. That is a bald-faced lie. Because if that news had prompted attacks against the transgender community, that newscaster would have presented you with the evidence of said attacks, and she did not. You know, I, I, I go back. I go back to what uh, Tucker Carlson said about what he finally figured out about the news media. And I want to share that with you. Also, I have some thoughts about my question to Cash Patel earlier on the program, are Fauci and Burks and Big Pharma ever going to be held accountable? I've got, I got some stuff on that coming up for you also. There's a lot still to go on this edition of the Doc Washburn Show. Now, you may have heard AT&T recently lost a lot of money on Wall Street, billions, after their satellite outfit, DirecTV, decided to delete Newsmax. So if you got DirecTV, you can't get Newsmax TV anymore. If you want to drop AT&T or any of the big liberal cell phone carriers, I have the perfect solution for you. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. Now more than ever, it's important to band together and support companies that share our conservative values. Patriot Mobile donates a portion of every dollar earned to organizations that fight for causes you care about. Patriot Mobile has exceptional nationwide coverage and uses the same towers the main carriers use, and Patriot Mobile guarantees your coverage. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, along with great discounts for our veteran and first responder heroes, as well as multi-line users. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're shifting your support from the leftist progressive agendas of Big Mobile to the Christian conservative causes of Patriot Mobile. When you become a Patriot Mobile member, your dollars are helping to fund our God-given right to freedom. A portion of every dollar they earn is given back to the causes that support organizations that fight for First Amendment religious freedom, 
freedom of speech, Second Amendment right to bear arms, sanctity of life, and the needs of our veterans and first responders. I know I'm saving money with Patriot Mobile. Switching is easy. Why not just do what I did? Go to PatriotMobile.com or call their U.S.-based customer service team at 972-PATRIOT. Make sure you use promo code DOC, that's D-O-C, for free activation at Patriot Mobile. Now, the great Ronald Reagan once said, Inflation is as violent as a mugger, as frightening as an armed robber, and as deadly as a hitman. Have you given much thought to the benefits of investing in precious metals? Here are five profound benefits. Number one, investing in precious metals is a hedge against inflation. Number two, it's a great way to diversify your portfolio. Number three, asset liquidity. Number four, precious metals tend to be a store of value. That means precious metals are an asset, commodity, or currency that maintain their value without depreciating over the long haul. And last but not least, number five, precious metals can be a hedge against geopolitical uncertainty and the struggling U.S. dollar. So we're honored to join forces with Beverly Hills Precious Metals and its owner, Andrew Sorcini. Andrew has been involved in gold and silver for over 40 years. Andrew Sorcini and his team at Beverly Hills Precious Metals know the gold and silver business inside and out. After many years in the markets and collecting precious metals privately, Andrew opened Beverly Hills Precious Metals in 2010 to bring precious metals to the homes of everyday American citizens. We found out about Andrew Sorcini and Beverly Hills Precious Metals from General Michael Flynn, and we're glad we did. Andrew is a frequent guest on conservative podcasts. Beverly Hills Precious Metals is our gold buyer of choice. To learn more about Andrew and his team, go to bh-pm.com. The BH stands for Beverly Hills. The PM stands for Precious Metals, bh-pm.com. Now, if you can't remember that, just Google Beverly Hills Precious Metals. No matter what search engine you use, it's the first thing that comes up. Make sure you ask about the General Mike Flynn silver coin. And let them know Doc Washburn sent you. We're honored to be able to tell you about Beverly Hills Precious Metals in an effort to help you in your attempts to protect your family's finances, wealth, and investments. bh-pm.com or Google Beverly Hills Precious Metals and tell them Doc Washburn sent you. Now, I've been talking about how the world is going crazy with supply chain issues record-setting inflation, sky-high gas prices, and woke corporations that stand against everything we believe in. We all know how the big box stores were allowed to stay open all during the pandemic while so many little guys, small business owners, regular people were forced to close, some for good. The wealthiest people on earth became better off. While mom-and-pop businesses suffered, the question is, what are we willing to do about it? How can our voices be heard? Well, we can make a difference by voting with our dollars. Why continue shopping at big box stores if you can get the items you need from a family-owned company? Now, finally, we can shop factory direct at a family-owned, made-in-America manufacturer. SwitchToAmerica.com is helping Americans walk away from the big box conglomerates. That's why Switch to America was created with regular folks like you and me in mind. 
One of the best ways to get around this crazy inflation is to shop with family-owned companies that put their customers first rather than shareholders and corporate executives. A lot of patron influencers have come on board. I'm inviting you to join with fellow patriots to cut off the cash flow of the big, woke corporations that are trying to destroy our country. We are done with a woke, globalist operation against humanity. Each of us can take market share away from these businesses that have enjoyed unfair advantages. We can choose to help each other by shopping family-owned, made in America. The website is switchtoamerica.com. Join with over 2 million monthly shoppers that have already made the switch. Let's start voting with our dollars to make sure our purchases are supporting companies that promote freedom. Now, an even more exciting addition is fresh American-raised beef. Raised in the Montana mountains near the Yellowstone, this beef is known as Never Ever. Never has the animal ever been exposed to antibiotics, hormones, or even vaccines. This prime or high-choice beef is shipped directly to your door. Pricing and availability is exclusive only to our members and isn't shipped anywhere else in the world. SwitchToAmerica.com is dedicated to offering family-owned alternatives for items we buy on a regular basis. Just go to SwitchToAmerica.com. When it asks how you heard about us, click on my name, Doc Washburn. Plug in your info, and I'll have one of my guys contact you. SwitchToAmerica.com. All right, now we're going to take a little deep dive here into Fauci. Once again, the great Kanakoa, kanakoa.substack.com, and also on Twitter. He's bringing the receipts. In 2018, EcoHealth Alliance asked DARPA for money to insert a furin cleavage site at the S1, S2 junction of a coronavirus at the Wuhan lab. In 2019, just the next year, the first coronavirus to ever contain a furin cleavage site at the S1, S2 junction emerged in Wuhan, China. Coincidence? And again, DARPA stands for Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. And he's got a screenshot here. Picture of Peter Dajak, EcoHealth Alliance president, with Anthony Fauci who paid Dajak to create COVID-19 at the EcoHealth Wuhan lab. Quote from Richard Ebright, eminent molecular biologist at Rutgers, saying the relevance of this is that SARS-CoV-2, the pandemic virus, is the only virus in its entire genus of SARS-related coronaviruses that contains a fully functional cleavage site at the S1, S2 junction. And here is a proposal from the beginning of 2018 from Fauci and the Gates-funded EcoHealth Alliance proposing explicitly to engineer that sequence at that position in chimeric lab-generated coronaviruses. Also, David Baltimore, an eminent virologist and former president of Caltech, saying, when I first saw the furin cleavage site in the viral sequence with its arginine condons, I said to my wife, it was the smoking gun for the origin of the virus. These features make a powerful challenge to the idea 
of a natural origin for SARS-CoV-2. Well, gee, I wonder why uh, Fauci didn't want anybody to know. Isn't that something? Kanakoa says Fauci secretly crafted the proximal origin paper that dismissed a lab leak as a conspiracy theory. In April 2020, Fauci cited the paper he secretly wrote to dismiss a lab leak and said, I don't have the authors right now, but we can make it available to you. Cover up? All right, let's uh, let's check out this little minute-long video here. Lab leak is a theory with no evidence whatsoever. There is zero evidence that this virus came out of a lab in China. I've heard these conspiracy theories, and like all conspiracy theories, they're just conspiracy theories. Dr. Anthony Fauci said today in an interview with National Geographic, quote, everything about the stepwise evolution over time strongly indicates that this virus evolved in nature and then jumped species. There was a study uh, recently that we can make available to you where a, a group of highly qualified evolutionary virologists looked at the sequences there and the sequences in uh, bats as they evolve and the mutations that it took to get to the point where it is now is totally consistent with a jump of a species from an animal to a human. So, I mean, the, the paper will be available. I, I don't have the authors right now, but we can make that available too. Turns out he's the author. He's the one who commissioned the paper. He's a lying no good so-and-so, if I may use that term in present company. Yeah, he uh, he funded Gaina Research, probably Gaina Functional Research at the Wuhan lab, lied to Congress about it, and now both the FBI and the Department of Energy have concluded that the coronavirus actually originated in the Wuhan lab. Does that mean Dr. Anthony Fauci funded the development of COVID-19? Yeah, pretty sure. Pretty sure. Here he is, May 2021, on C-SPAN, followed by uh, Jake Tapper on CNN. We, I, I don't know how many times I can say it, Madam Chair. We did not fund gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute of Virology. In our health lead, we now know that a bat coronavirus was enhanced in a lab. NIH and NIAID categorically has not funded gain-of-function research to be conducted in the Wuhan Institute. The National Institutes of Health acknowledged that it funded research of a virus that was studied at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. The experiment unexpectedly, we're told, made a bat coronavirus more contagious than the original naturally occurring one. Dr. Fauci, knowing that it is a crime to lie to Congress, do you wish to retract your statement of May 11th where you claimed that the NIH never funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan? Senator Paul, I have never lied before the Congress. And I do not retract 
that statement. A new letter raising questions about experiments in a Wuhan lab. What was? So let me take, finish. You take an animal virus and you increase its transmissibility to humans. Right. You're saying that's not gain of function. Yeah, that is correct. And and Senator Paul, you do not know what you are talking about, quite frankly. And I want to say that officially, you do not know what you are talking about. For years, the National Institutes of Health provided grant money to the EcoHealth Alliance Research Group, which conducted experiments with bat coronaviruses in Wuhan, China. And if anybody is lying here, Senator, it is you. That's where you are getting. Let me finish. We don't know. We don't wait know a minute. If it did I come from the lab, but all the evidence is pointing that it came from the lab. You. And there will be responsibility for those who funded the lab, including yourself. National Institute of Health admitted this week that it funded controversial gain-of-function research using coronaviruses at a lab in China at the epicenter of the pandemic, contradicting claims from Dr. Anthony Fauci that American tax dollars never paid for that kind of research. I have not lied before Congress. I have never lied, certainly not before Congress. Case closed. Lying through his teeth even saying that. Most of the media voices you heard there from CNN, the last one was uh, Sarah Westwood from the... uh, Washington Examiner. Oh, he lied all right. He lied all right. Again, Canicola bringing the receipts. Dr. Fauci, the top paid U.S. federal employee, developed bioweapons for the Pentagon since 2002. In 2014, Obama shut down 18 of Fauci's gain-of-function experiments after lab leaks and 300 top scientists complained about his dangerous bioweapons research. Remember that? We talked about that a while back. So I asked Cash Patel, people like Fauci ever going to be held accountable? And he said, well, some uh, state attorneys general need to start prosecuting people like Fauci. That's what needs to happen. But will it? Yeah, I don't know, man. So Fox News now has a story, Nashville shooter felt no other effective way to be seen, says radical transgender group. Oh, really? So they're uh, they're speaking on behalf of the murderer? Yeah. The radical group sent a veiled threat remind the news media to respect the self-identified pronouns of transgender individuals. Houston Keene has a story over Fox News. A radical transgender group said the transgender Nashville shooter felt no other effective way to be seen than killing six people at a private Presbyterian school. Okay, so these people are saying that um, it's important to be seen, and uh, some people are going to have to murder people to be seen. That's interesting. The Trans Resistance Network. TRN, a far-left transgender collective, released an inflammatory statement on Monday, the day of the murder, in the wake of the Covenant School shooting by transgender woman Aubrey Hale in Nashville that killed three nine-year-olds and three adults. I still don't know if the murder was born a boy or a girl. It's very confusing. Anyway, Calling the mass murder a dual tragedy, the group wrote, 
The first was the deaths of the children and adults in the school and extended their deepest sympathies and heartfelt prayers to those families dealing with the loss of loved ones. TRN wrote, There is nothing we can offer that will comfort the hurt or ease the sorrow we mourn with you. Unfortunately, they continued, saying, The second and more complex tragedy is that Aiden, or Aubrey Hale, who felt she had no other effective way to be seen than to lash out by taking the life of others and by consequence herself. But wait, they weren't through. There's more. They wrote, they do not claim to know the individual or have access to their inner thoughts and feelings, but they do know that life for transgender people is very difficult and made more difficult in the preceding months by a virtual avalanche of anti-trans legislation and public call-outs by right-wing personalities and political figures for nothing less than the genocidal eradication of trans people from society. Well, you can't genocidally eradicate people who don't exist. Let's say it again. You cannot genocidally eradicate people who don't exist. Guys who want to walk around with dresses on, pretend they're women, or women who want to pretend they're men, they have mental and spiritual issues. We're not talking here about um, immutable characteristics. I don't care what Joe Biden says. We're not talking here about immutable characteristics like ethnicity or DNA. We're talking about people with issues. But wait, they weren't through. They said many transgender people deal with anxiety, depression, thoughts of suicide, and PTSD from the near-constant drumbeat of anti-trans hate, lack of acceptance from family members, and certain religious institutions, denial of our existence, and calls for detransition and forced conversion. Who called for forced conversion? They're lying. I think a lot of these people deal with anxiety, depression, thoughts of suicide, and PTSD, probably having something to do with their guilt for what they're doing and also maybe having something to do with whatever pharmaceuticals they're put on. But wait, they're not through. They say all of these factors contribute to a population that is medically underserved. Oh, I think they're overserved and who often faces anti-trans bias while accessing care, leading to significant physical and mental health disparities. But see, the care is not care. It's not health care. It's mutilation. Anyway, they said hate has consequences. They then pivoted to laud transgender people in the wake of the shooting that left three nine-year-olds dead as well as three adults in the Christian private school by saying, It is a testament to the inner strength and beauty of transgender people that despite the overwhelming odds of homelessness, job discrimination, and constant anti-trans bigotry and violence, so many of us continue to persevere, survive, and even thrive. We will not be eradicated or erased. The radical transgender group then made a veiled threat at the media writing that they 
remind the news media to respect the self-identified pronouns of transgender individuals who come across your desk. Oh, even mass murderers? Really, you got to respect that? Yep, yep, that's what they're saying. Aubrey Hale, self-identified with he, him pronouns on forward-facing sites. I wonder what a forward-facing site is. We also urge you to avoid pandering to those individuals on the right who will use this double tragedy to torment fear. I probably meant foment fear. And terror of transgender people in order to advance a political agenda of transgender elimination. The radical trans group defending a mass murder who killed children wrote, biased and sensationalized coverage of these viewpoints is both irresponsible and reprehensible. According to its website now, TRN is a collective of experienced organizers, committed allies, and concerned groups who are coming together for the long-term survival and well-being of gender-diverse people in a more extreme environment. The website says the Trans Resistance Network was formed to ensure the survival of gender-diverse people Oh, there's no such thing, by the way. And families through strategic coordination of community defense, mutual aid, and alternative systems of gender-affirming care. In other words, they advocate for the mutilation of children. So they're bad people. It just keeps getting more ridiculous, in my humble opinion. Oh, hear about this? A leftist professor, thank you, Tom Fitton, over at uh, Judicial Watch. A leftist professor at Wayne State University in Michigan has been suspended with pay after publishing a Facebook post calling for the murder of conservative campus speakers. Yeah. Well, Jane Fonda called for the murder of pro-lifers. Nothing happened to her, right? She's got a new hit movie out. First uh, movie she's acted in in years. Unbelievable. Sometimes it's just it's just too much. Hit it, Brian. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. It's the Doc Washburn Show Tweet of the Day. Brought to you by Red River Auto. Red River Auto is a big old car dealership in the middle of the USA. Believes in freedom, including your freedom to buy the car, truck, van, or SUV of your choice, the way you want to, online. Have it delivered to your front door anywhere in the continental USA. Today's Tweet of the Day is brought to you by a guy who goes by DC Drano on Twitter. His real name is Rogan O'Handley. And he says, in Uvalde, Texas, the shooter had an AR-15 and dozens of armed cops waited outside for almost an hour while wounded children bled out. In Nashville, the shooter had an AR-15, and five cops rushed in and took them out in minutes. Well, took him or her out. Nashville Police Department just set the standard for the entire country. Amen, brother. That is today's Tweet of the Day from D.C. Drano, also known as Rogan O'Handley, brought to you by 
Red River Auto. Appreciate Mitch Ward and the crew. You've been listening to episode 364 of the all-new Doc Washburn Show. The views and opinions expressed on the Doc Washburn Show do not necessarily reflect those of our advertisers, but they love us and we love them. If you have any questions for us, email us at contact at docwashburnshow.com. Today's program has been produced by Tim Terrible, directed by Mick Messy. This has been a Terribly Messy production. Portions of today's show will be taken overseas and dropped. If you'd like a transcript of today's episode of the all-new Doc Washburn Show, simply peel the roof off a Rolls-Royce panel truck and send it to Mansur's Computer Solutions, 7th floor of the Ephemeral B. Smoot Building, Whitehall, Arkansas, in care of Sheriff Mansur Sempier X, Senior Vice President, Engineering, IT, and Interoperability for the Doc Washburn Show. Man, that's the way it is. Tuesday, March 28th, 2023.